Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. If you're like most parents, you have a love-hate relationship with summertime. You love the extra time with your kids, but you hate the fact that more downtime typically means more screen time. Whether you have little ones who want to watch another show or play another game, or you've got teenagers mindlessly scrolling through social media or wanting to just hang out and play more video games, I get it. The struggle is real. Trying to figure out where to set the boundaries, where to let go. I understand this is a challenge for all of us, but I have good news for you. I have worked hard to create a mini course called the Raising TechSmart Kids mini course, and I'm opening the doors to that course on June 5th. That is Monday. I'm opening the doors for five days only from June 5th to the 9th. And friends, this mini course has everything you need and nothing you don't need. It is simple, but it is packed. And I believe that if you take this Raising TechSmart Kids mini course, it can change the direction of your summer with your kids. We talk about social media. We talk about video games. I have uh, pages of guidelines. I have an awesome interview with Sissy Goff, who is an expert and an author on this topic. There's lots of fun goodies in there that you can download and share with your kids. There are verses and guidelines and a whole page of resources for the areas you want to dive into deeper. So you can go check it out right now and then set your calendar for June 5th, Monday, when you can jump in and be a part of the Raising Tech Smart Kids mini course. Website to go to right now is monicaswanson.com forward slash tech smart kids. Again, that's monicaswanson.com forward slash tech smart kids with no spaces or dashes in there. Read about what's in there. Mark your calendar. I can't wait to encourage you and support you. I really want this to be a great summer. Technology is not our enemy, but we do need to keep it in its proper place. All right, guys, now let's get on with the show. Christian Parenting. Friends, welcome to the Monica Swanson podcast powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey, hey, friends. So good to be back with all of you. And it's the last Wednesday of the month as this episode airs, which means we get to cover another chapter from my book, Raising Amazing, Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes Without Being Asked. 
It's hard to say that subtitle without a little chuckle, but I am so excited to get to go through these chapters once a month, the last Wednesday of each month. I am walking through highlights, nuggets, um, just kind of talking through the main uh, heart of the message from each chapter from Raising Amazing. So if you don't have a copy yet, you got to get one. You can order one through Amazon, wherever books are sold. I always have a link in show notes, but I'm also sharing some highlights each month. And I'm also giving away via the show notes. You can get any downloads or links that go with each chapter. So that's a little special treat for being a podcast listener. Last month we covered chapter one. So if you haven't caught that one, got a lot of really positive feedback, that chapter is called All In. It's about fully embracing your role as a parent. And today we are in chapter two talking about welcome aboard, lead your family on an intentional trajectory. This is one that uh, I've been asked a lot about, especially when I've been interviewed on other podcasts. I think that this idea of really setting your vision for where you want your family to be is so helpful. And for a lot of us, maybe it's not something we're thinking about early on. Life is busy. Kids come along right when we're most of the time getting settled in our marriage, uh, starting jobs maybe, really trying to put life together. And then all of a sudden you've got these kids and you're just maybe a little bit in survival mode. Does anybody relate to that? I remember those days. And so this chapter is really all about saying, whoa, whoa, let's slow down, take a breath and consider where we want to go with this family. What do we want our family culture to be? What do we want our family to look like? What do we want to be known for? And what do we want our legacy to be down the road? Now I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to spoil what I've got coming ahead. I like to open by reading a little bit from the beginning of the chapter, and then I just cover some nuggets, and then I send you over to the show notes where I'll uh, offer you a download and links to anything I talk about. Before we get into this episode, I just want to thank you guys again and again for being a part of this podcast community. Thank you for your emails, direct messages. Thank you for sharing this podcast in your social media stories and all of that. You guys have really blessed me. We are well over over 2 million downloads now on the podcast, which just blows my mind. But just thank you. You've helped build this community. So just want you to know how much I appreciate you. And um, also just to invite you to email me. If you've got topic suggestions or interview suggestions, please email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. All right, so let's jump in to chapter two of Raising Amazing, titled Welcome Aboard, Lead Your Family, on an intentional trajectory. And I open with a quote here from William Doherty that says, the forces pulling on families are too strong in the modern world. Ultimately, we must decide either to steer or to go where the river takes us. Wow, isn't that the truth? I will have that quote over in show notes, but it is so true. If we are not intentional, if we are not directing our kids and our family where we want the family to go, then the culture is going to have some good um, pushes and pulls on our kids. And there's the, where that river takes you is somewhere I don't think you want to go. We don't want to go with the flow in today's culture. So let's be intentional. And here's how I open the chapter. Imagine boarding an airplane and the captain saying, um, uh, well, welcome aboard. I'm not sure where we're going or how long it will take to get there, but buckle up and let's see how it goes. You look around at the fellow passengers and no one else seems to have a clue either. 
After takeoff, someone tosses snacks around, but you aren't sure if you should eat them right away or save them for a long flight ahead. After a few minutes of turbulence shakes the plane, the captain comes on again and with a nervous laugh says, not sure what that was, but let's hope for the best. Sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? Compare that to what we normally expect on a flight and how secure I feel when the captain comes on with a friendly, casual tone and says, Welcome aboard Flight 890 to Honolulu. We'll be traveling for 5 hours and 30 minutes today. Once we reach our cruising altitude of 38,000 feet, the flight attendants will be serving drinks and a snack. We'll have a few bumps on our initial ascent, but we'll adjust accordingly, and the rest of the trip should be smooth sailing. Sit back and enjoy. Big difference, right? Mom and Dad, when we bring kids into this world, we're essentially welcoming them aboard our family plane. Yet often, in the busyness of the parenting years, we neglect to make flight plans, and we may find our normal cruising altitude is full of turbulence. Kids feel insecure when there is a chaotic tone in our homes, when schedules and needs and moods are inconsistent. And when this goes on long enough, kids start looking elsewhere for a sense of security and identity. Yet what a difference for a child growing up with parents who have set their trajectory intentionally. How much more secure a child will feel when mom and dad can tell them confidently, you're a part of this family. You belong here. This is who we are, and this is where we're headed. You can trust us. When these families hit the unavoidable turbulence of life, the parents say, we knew there would be bumps, but we also know how to get through them, and we'll do it together. Parents, the first step in raising amazing children is to put on your captain's hat. Your kids need a leader and God handpicked you for the job. So that's how we open this chapter. And then we go into a section called Choose to Lead Your Family with Intention. And I acknowledge here that most of the things we do in life, we have to put some intentionality into, right? With our jobs, there's usually goals. There's markers we have to meet. Uh, a lot of people have food plans, workout plans. There's so many things we do in life where we are really intentional. Yet we often neglect to be intentional with our own family, which is, I think, for most of us, the most important part of our lives, or at least we would say so, right? No doubt, oftentimes, we tend to face parenting and family life as though we just kind of assume everything will fall into place naturally. And though that would be nice, it just doesn't work that way, again, especially in the culture and the days we're living in. And here's the truth. Amazing kids grow out of amazing families. And amazing families don't happen by chance. They're formed by prayerful planning, sacrifice, determination, sweat, and most often more than a few tears. And then I make a observation that I think you'd agree with. If you've ever encountered a family that just seems like they've got it all together, they're happy and secure, they get along, they have a sense of purpose and direction about them, I can assure you this did not happen by chance. Families like this are the product of parents who intentionally lead their kids with purpose. And that's what I want for you and me. Now, those families I'm referring to, I'm not saying they're perfect. Of course, we know that there is no such thing as a perfect family. But you've probably, like me, met families where you're like, you know what? They seem to know who they are and where they're going, and they seem to be cohesive as a family unit. Like, they're kind of all heading in the same direction. Well, let's talk about some steps we can take to get there, because though all families are unique, there are some steps 
that really most families take as they're building amazing families on purpose. And the first thing I talk about is knowing your identity. And any of you who have been around the podcast for long or read my book, Boy Mom, or any of my blog posts know that I love to talk about identity because I think it is foundational for all of us, kids and grownups alike. But especially as we raise our kids, I think it's one of the most important things we can focus on is helping our kids understand who they are as God's children, that their value and their worth doesn't come from what they do, their accomplishments, their popularity, any of the things the world will tell them, but that their identity should come from knowing that they are children of God, deeply loved, that Jesus loves them so much that he sacrificed his life and welcomes them into his family and invites them to be a part of his family for eternity. So our identity is a big topic and one I love to focus on, but in the same way, we have an awesome opportunity as families to raise our kids with an understanding of their family identity because we're all God's children, mom and dad included, and I think it's important to let kids know that. And he has placed us all in our unique families on purpose. Together, our families get to develop an identity that's uniquely our own. And we can refer to our unique family identity as our family culture. So just like our kids are deeply loved just because they're God's kids, but they're unique because they are given different uh, talents, abilities, skills, personalities. Well, in the same way, our families have unique personalities. And I say here, sometimes um, we can call this a family culture. Branding is such a big topic in the world today. Every business seems to have, you know, a focus on their branding. And uh, if you're online and social media, everything's about branding. Well, in the same way, we can talk about our family having its own brand. Then I talk here about Chick-fil-A, which is the most popular fast food chain in America on a per-location basis. And they're known for their stellar customer service. My boys love to go to Chick-fil-A, and they're always eager to offer the employees a thank you, anticipating their famous, my pleasure, response, right? If you've been there, you know they always say my pleasure. And it's consistent gestures like this that have set the tone for a unique and positive customer experience at Chick-fil-A. And Business Insider said, here's a quote, Chick-fil-A thrives because customers value the pleasant dining experience they have come to count on from the restaurant, an experience that likely results from the top-down corporate culture of the company. It's also said that those leading the company determined that this would be their company identity and trained their employees to follow. And like businesses, every family does have a culture that's unique. Your family culture is made up of the values, priorities, routines, and other things that define your days, your home, and your life. If you're young and trendy, you can call it your family brand. I like to say it's what gives our families their unique flavor. Similar to businesses, those families who impress us with their character and connectedness are most often the result of top-down culture. Parents set the tone, kids follow. Just again, think about a family that you've met that really impresses you. Those kids are most likely a lot like their parents. Their parents have kind of trained them, taught them, set a particular tone in their home and when they're out and about interacting with other people and the kids pick up on that and follow. The truth is we communicate our family values and culture every day with or without putting it into words. The way you speak, the way you use your money and your time, the way you relate to people and possessions will all give your kids a message about who you are as a family. And here's the thing. If you haven't put thought into your family culture, then you have created one by default. 
and I probably don't need to tell you, it could be better. There's an article I read by Brett and Kate McKay, and this is what they said. Family cultures created by default are just like their business culture counterparts. Mediocre. Parents haven't thought through what kind of values they want to impart to their kids, and they just figure that those values, as well as close bonds between family members, will just happen as the years go by. Then they wonder why their kids didn't turn out the way they had vaguely imagined and hoped for, but never articulated or planned out. And one thing I know is I don't want a mediocre family, and I have a feeling you don't either. And the truth is, I think this process can be a lot of fun. Whereas you and I had little say in the environment that we grew up in, as parents leading our own family now, we get to choose. This is our chance to craft the family of our dreams. So I love to look at it that way. And I suggest here that we start with values. A great exercise in articulating your family identity and culture is to just gather your family and talk about what your core values are. If your kids are young, this is a great time for you as parents to really clarify what you want your family to grow into, what the values are you want to raise them with. And if your kids are older, this is a great conversation to bring them into. It can be a fun family project. I suggest a few questions you might throw out to your family. Um, If you do gather them, if they're old enough to participate in this, you can ask questions like, what are the core values that define our family? What do we really care about? How would we hope others might describe us? That's an interesting one to think about. What is your favorite thing about our family? What do you look forward to coming home to? I love that. Now that I have older boys, it's fun to hear them talk about what they miss most and what they look forward to coming home to. What are some things that give us flavor, specific interests, hobbies, gifts, challenges that make us different from other families? And how do we like to spend our time together? Maybe we are adventurers or book lovers. Do we love to travel? Do we love to just hang out at home together? Do we love to cook or garden, build things, listen to music, and the list goes on and on. I have a feeling there's some things that make your family really unique, whether or not you've ever really planned that out. And it's fun to talk about as a family. There's no wrong answers here. I think this is a way that kids can kind of participate and talk about the uniqueness of your own family. And I encourage you here too to be visionary. I suggest that there might be some areas that you value, but maybe you just haven't been prioritizing. Maybe your family would say, you know, we really value service, but we haven't been involved in any like service projects. We're not doing much to serve outside of our home. So let's make that a priority in the months or year ahead. So it's just a really fun way to get more intentional as a family unit. Then I go on to number three, adjust and embrace. And I think this is really important because we all need to be realistic when we look at our families. Maybe when you were young, you imagined what your family life would look like one day, you know, how many kids you would have, what your husband would be like, what your life would look like. And maybe the reality is not lining up with what your expectations were. I mean, that's pretty normal. We live in a fallen world. Most of us, none of us have perfect lives. Perhaps you're facing some hard times right now. Maybe there's a medical challenge in your family or you have tight finances. Perhaps you're a single parent or maybe you just feel like one. You might live in a location or a circumstance that you wouldn't have chosen. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that and allow the kids to even voice some of the things that maybe are hard for them or disappointing to them. I think it's just a good conversation to have and to then pray together about 
those things. Give those disappointments or hard things to the Lord and ask Him to give you His vision for your family in the circumstances and situation that you really live in. And I think it's really great to realize that even in the midst of your less than ideal circumstances, God is still working. God still has so many blessings for all of us. And it's just a faith walk when we can turn to him and just ask him how Romans 8.28 is going to play out for us, how all things might work together for our good and for his glory. I share the example here of my older brother whose son, who he actually adopted from here in Hawaii, um, was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy when he was just a toddler. And Duchenne muscular dystrophy, if you're not familiar with it, it's a genetic condition that promises a very difficult life with the average lifespan ending in the early to mid-20s. And this diagnosis was a massive blow to my brother's family. And it obviously wasn't anything they ever imagined or planned on, but how my nephew's circumstances have really shaped the family. My brother got really involved in research, in fundraising for more research. He spent a quite a season running marathons and raising funds for better and new research for Duchenne muscular dystrophy. And just so much of their family life now has been shaped by this diagnosis. And they've built great relationships. They've influenced the community. And like I've shared many times, my own sons have been really blessed by their chance to connect with and be a cousin to their cousin Micah. And of course, this is super relevant because just a couple weeks ago, we had Laura Whiffler on talking about her daughter with a disability and the book she wrote wrote for children. I'll link to that episode in the show notes in case you missed it. But how none of us would expect or anticipate that to be our story. But once it is, turning to the Lord and saying, okay, God, what can we do with this? How can you be glorified? How can we embrace the situation that we live with and have a different story than we anticipated, but still a beautiful one? So that is sometimes a hard part of family life. I've heard from plenty of moms who say, you know, maybe it's not a disability or a special need, but just quite simply, this isn't the way I expected parenting to be. This isn't how I imagined my kids to be. Maybe something small or just that you would not have anticipated really affects your family life. Maybe it's your marriage. And again, so many other factors that we all live with in this fallen world. But God is big. He is sovereign. And I think he can make everything beautiful in its time. So there's that. Finally, I get on to set your trajectory. And this is really where we look back on the family identity that we talked about, on our core values, on adjusting and embracing in light of our actual circumstances, and now saying, where where do we want to go? Where are we headed as a family? Let's set some goals. Let's set our vision for where we want to be. Uh, I quote um, Rodney and Michelle Gage from the book Family Shift, where they say, every family ends up somewhere, but few families end up somewhere on purpose. So it's time to clarify where in the world you're headed, where you're taking that plane, right? Of course, Zig Ziglar's quote has always been one of my favorites, aim for nothing and you'll hit it every time. And wise King Solomon penned the proverb, where there is no vision, the people perish. So that's Proverbs 29, 18. So let's set a vision and let's invite our kids to be a part of that. And one of the ways we can do that 
is by developing a family mission statement. Now, I confess here, I didn't even try to do a family mission statement until my oldest son, Josiah, was home from college for his first Christmas break. So I am not saying that we've done this perfectly, but I decided to give it a try. And though there were some eye rolls and some like, Mom, can we just watch a movie tonight? After dinner one night, we pulled out a whiteboard and I'm like, come on, let's try this. Let's start taking some of the things we've already established, our core values, who we know we are as a family. Let's put them into words and make a family mission statement. So I have a whole section in the book. I'd love for you to check that out. But just talking about what it looks like to develop your family mission statement. I share a few examples. I share our family mission statement, uh, which probably none of the kids could say by heart. I probably couldn't say it by heart, but it's something we have talked about and put to paper. And, um, and you know, it's important to know that a family mission statement does not have to be extravagant, doesn't have to be fancy. Some people write what they call a family creed or even just a one-liner, like this is who we are, just to help unify and bring everybody together and set a vision for your family. Now, there's a whole bunch more and more examples in the chapter, but I will tell you that as a download over in show notes, I'm going to offer you my family mission statement template, which is really simple, but it really can be that that little nudge that helps you sit down with your family and say, let's fill this in and let's develop our own family mission statement. You might start really small and then over time you might develop it and add on to it. And so yes, over in show notes, look for the family mission statement template download. I created that for book readers, but I am sharing these each month as I share from a chapter from the book. Finally, last part of this chapter is about setting routines and habits in motion. And this is just really using all these things we've been talking about as a filter. How do we want to spend our time? How do we want to spend our money? Does this activity that somebody in the family wants to do really fit with who we are? And that's the beautiful thing about having a family mission statement or knowing your core values is it can help you make decisions, big ones, and sometimes just daily decisions about anything from whether or not you let a child go to a party or an overnighter or, um, a choice you might make about technology or a summer vacation. Do these things line up with who we say we are? It's kind of like a budget. When you have a financial budget, it helps you make good choices about how you really want to spend your money and not just spend spontaneously or impulse shop, right? Same thing with having a family mission statement or at least a set of core values. I have a quote here from James Clear who wrote the amazing book, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read that one, it's really good. But he says, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. And I think the same thing applies to our family life. Every action we take as a family is a vote for the type of family we want to become. So as I wrap up, I say, mom and dad, today is a new day. If you look at your family life thus far and realize you haven't set your trajectory well, it's not too late. God's mercies are new every morning, and He's cheering you on to a fresh start. Jim Rohn has said, you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. And I love that. So take the time you need to get clear on your family identity, intentionally set your trajectory, look back over that plane you're flying, mom and dad, and see those passengers, whether they number one, two, or ten. Those people are so worth it. So put on your captain's hat and lead your family well. Sound good? All right. We have a word to the dads here from Dave that I love so much. So I hope your men can read that. And then Levi shares some thoughts at the end of the chapter as well. And those are going to be saved for 
people who have the book in your hand, or even the audio version. The guys all read their own parts in the audio version, so that might be a fun way for you to listen to the book and share it with your family as well. Okay, so be sure to check the show notes, and those will have links to anything I talked about, a couple quotes, a couple notes, and definitely the family mission statement PDF that you can print out and use for your own family. Um, I hope that you're gathering with some friends. This is such a fun way to meet up with girlfriends once a month and say, let's listen, either listen together or listen and then get together and maybe go over the reflection questions that are in the book. So once again, get your copy of the book one way or the other, gather with friends, let this be a springboard to really grow and nurture your family and uh, your parenting. And now, as I like to do with these special episodes, I'd love to say a quick prayer for all of you and your families as you apply the things we've been talking about. So join me, would you? All right, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for everyone listening and the families that they represent. Thank you, God, for their hearts to even listen to this episode, which shows that they want to be intentional parents. And Lord, I just ask you to be so near all of us as we Um, make efforts to lead our family on an intentional trajectory. I pray that you would give us wisdom and guidance. I pray that those listening would take the time to read your word and to pray and to ask you for help. And I, I know, God, that you promised your Holy Spirit will come alongside us and help us and guide us when we seek your wisdom. So be near those who are listening. I pray that husbands and wives, fathers and mothers would come together and be unified in their vision. I pray that you would give these families inspiration and just an excitement about all they have ahead for those things that are hard, for those unexpected challenges or disappointing circumstances. I pray that you're near and tender to those who are listening and that you just remind them that nothing catches you by surprise and that you will walk with them through the fire. You'll be with them in the waters, that you will work all things together for our good and for your glory. So God, we thank you so much and just pray for the strength and the endurance to parent well in all the days ahead. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friends, thank you so much for being here. I hope you're enjoying going through these chapters and um, continue, please, to spread the word that I'm doing this on the last Wednesday of each month of this year and probably a little bit into next year. So have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha. Aloha.